with insights and analysis of today's rapidly shifting world. Welcome to the Cindy Gross Show, talk radio's premier Jewish woman activist, Cindy Gross, featuring exclusive interviews with today's top newsmakers and trendsetters. And now, Cindy Gross. Show. I am your host, Cindy Gross, Talk Radio's premier Jewish woman activist. You don't have to be Jewish to join us. And welcome into my corner with my opening pearls of wisdom. Today, I open with some very sad news. We are watching everyday mass shootings, needless deaths, and hate. Simply just hate. And of course, we are talking about mental illness, families with neglect and abuse that are part of the reason we are seeing so much of this needless murdering. Innocent people are going to churches, schools, going to the supermarket, malls. I mean, I'm hearing in my own neighborhood that the police are not even able to report all of the guns and violence they are seeing in malls that used to be such safe havens. I don't know what's the meaning. What is going on? But I can tell you one thing. I do know that all of these mass shootings shootings have in common, and that is a public school system where teachers and administrators Union representatives, security guards, school aides, parents, and other students know that these students have years of history of mental illness, needing help, and they're not getting it. Why? Because people refuse to report it. People refuse to work with these students. And people refuse to acknowledge that the school systems are failing in our students' emotional and social needs. Need proof? I'm suggesting you all read Andrew Pollack's book about how his daughter Meadow was one of the children's students, high school students, murdered in Parkland School System in Florida. Andrew points out piece by piece how reports to guidance and safety officers, the police, all neglected their jobs at the expense of helpless teachers and students on that horrible day a decade ago. I myself know what goes on in the school system. I'm going to share with you some of my experiences in a middle-class minority neighborhood school that is failing academically and is considered not safe. I reported year after year, as I am contractually obligated to, students that were involved in disciplinary issues, some included violence, inappropriate sex, Some of them included weapons, families they came from with suspected neglect and abuse, 
and as a mandated reporter, teachers are required by law to report and follow up investigations with Children's Protective Services. Now, we've all seen in our uh, papers how ACS has been under scrutiny for so many children dying at the hands of their neglect. Well, I filed a lawsuit in 2011, and in 2012, I was the plaintiff in a lawsuit. I was the defendant in a lawsuit brought on by the New York City Department of Education, where they had a hearing of over 37 days and months of deliberation. Testimony came from representatives from ACS, the School Administration and Guidance, the Office of Special Investigations, the office that is the Special Commissioner of Investigations, teachers, parents, and students. And one after one, each one of the witnesses who were mostly for my opposition confirmed. Papers weren't filed correctly for incidents of safety. Students were bullied, physically harmed by principals. ACS reports were done incomplete and not factually correct. Reports within the Office of Investigations couldn't be determined as complete and accurate. And administration, including a principal and an assistant principal and a guidance counselor and a school secretary, all basically said the same thing in their testimony. They couldn't complete the discovery demands of note-taking, of confirming meetings, of discussing histories of students. After all, it is the every teacher's responsibility to be part of one report in the school. That is social services state law. Nothing happens overnight. But I can tell you that unless we start calling out teachers and local elected officials that are supported and endorsed by a teacher's union that does everything to harm minority students in these failing public schools, more hate's going to happen from both extremes because there's anger on the left and anger on the right. Tell me what you think and reach out to me to ask me more questions. We will be back after the commercial. Kosher CBD is a kosher certified CBD company with something for everyone. We have Star K and CRC of Williamsburg certified on all of our products. CBD is derived from the hemp plant. However, there are no psychoactive effects. Why use kosher CBD products over any other brands? Quality is key. We work with a factory that has a patented formula that creates the best gum that's most enjoyable to chew. Our CBD products are all made using U.S. grown organic pure hemp. It is purely and properly extracted and lab tested to ensure 
ensure we are offering the best quality. We are proud of the research we put into sourcing the highest quality products. We have four product lines. CBD line with both gums and mints. Immunity pack, gums and chewable tablets. Focus, an incredible product that combines CBD, caffeine, and theanine in the trifecta effect of focus. And pure full spectrum CBD oils. We have four strengths so everyone can reap the benefits of CBD. Visit our website at koshercbd.com and our Instagram handle, koshercbdofficial. Use code CINDY10 to receive 10% off of your entire order. Prairie Street Prime is revolutionizing the luxury kosher experience by delivering Star Case certified, USDA Prime, high choice, and dry aged kosher beef, veal, and lamb right to your door. With culinary excellence, education, and community at the heart of our mission, we're demystifying kosher cuisine and empowering our community with innovative recipes and chef led tutorials that build confidence and foster fun in the kitchen. Our latest offering, dry aged beef, takes luxury kosher cuisine to a whole new level. You can currently get all of our rib-based beef and briskets dry-aged with additional products coming just in time for Passover. Each step in our process is thoughtfully curated and Star K approved to ensure your meat strictly adheres to kosher protocols. Order now at prairiestreetprime.com for delivery anywhere in the U.S. Find us on Instagram and enter our dry age sweepstakes before Monday, April 4th, 2022 for a chance to win our four bone USDA prime 28 day dry aged prime rib or our USDA prime 28 day dry aged tomahawk. Prairie Street Prime is your luxury kosher experience. You're listening to America's premier Jewish woman activist, Cindy Gross. Welcome back, and get ready for more of Cindy's exclusive insights and analysis right here on The Cindy Gross Show. Joining us now on The Cindy Gross Show is somebody who can use my tagline, you don't have to be Jewish to speak with Micah Halpern. You all know him from his many, many appearances on Newsmax. He has a TV uh, show on the Jewish broadcasting system, JBS, which is around the world. Uh, He's a best-selling author. He is a columnist. He talks about social and political issues uh, for the Jewish community and the non-Jewish community. And like myself, we like to bring the best of both worlds together, find common ground and uh, look for solutions, especially to uh, problems. And of course, we are living in troubled times. So thank you so much for joining the Cindy Gross Show. It's a pleasure to be with you, Cindy. So like I said, you are always at the front of discussing headlines. And this month, uh, Jews around the world are either commemorating memorials or celebrating, such as... uh, Yom HaAtzma'ut or Yom HaShoah, whatever you are celebrating or commemorating. However, the headlines around the world keep talking about terrorist attacks on innocent fathers and children and mothers in Israel, anti-Semitic attacks throughout the United States increasing regularly. And of course, the Jews in Ukraine and the Jews of Russia suffering because the Jews of Russia, many of them are not involved in what Putin is doing. So there are so many headlines we could discuss. Which would you like to go with first? <laughs> well, let me see it's this. I actually, I think that people have been preoccupied with Ukraine. And as a result, 
and Russia's invasion of Ukraine. As a result, a lot of important news items have sort of fallen by the wayside, including uh, terror attacks in Israel, including uh, ISIS, uh, the rekindling and the establishment of ISIS in various places in the Middle East. And as a result, we're focusing a lot. And don't get me wrong, I don't think it's wrong to focus on Russia's uh, invasion of Ukraine. I think that's important. But it's not the only thing that's happening. A lot of other stuff is happening. But we're sort of monodimensional in the way in which we approach things. And the news in the United States is also very monodimensional. They grab something they like or dislike. And then they focus on that. And it's like a dog that just can't let it go. And that's the case, let's say, for instance, with regards to just the, the issues uh, that are driving the news today. So some important things like um, even celebrations, good news, doesn't find its way into, uh, into the headlines. Uh, the celebration of Israel's 74th anniversary, which was uh, diminished because of a terrorist attack and the murder of uh, three uh, fathers, the fathers of, of 16 children. It was really unbelievably uh, grotesque. Uh, didn't really make it to the place where it should be in the news, uh, considering the the horror and the newsworthiness. It was newsworthy. That's right. Um, really tells a story. Um, was And in the brutality of the attacks, could tell it a story which was diminished uh, because of the focus on Ukraine. Again, that's not to say that the Ukraine story is not important. It is important, and it's important to see it through a series of different uh, uh, prisms and to approach it through a series of different prisms. However, it's also essential to recognize that other things are happening and decisions have to be made internationally by leaders Mm -hmm. about what's going on. And that's really... Um, I mean, you speak about blending uh, worlds and and uh, making bridges and stuff like that. The whole reason I do what I do is to try to inform people who make decisions that there are important considerations when they make decisions. I'm speaking about political leadership, um, and so I don't I don't get involved in the election process, but I get involved in the decision process. And you get my point. I'm not mm-hmm. able from a point of view of involvement in politics, because I think every single political leader across the board needs to get good advice. And that's the purpose of my, my writing. It's the purpose of my, my broadcast, my media, is to get good advice to the people who are making important decisions. So that's really, um, in, a, in a nutshell, what I try to do. Well, I love the name of your show, Thinking Out Loud. And yeah. I watched a couple of the shows right before you came on. And I love the way you get into critical thought and the way you talk about it. I want to lead into answers to what you just brought up. First of all, these issues are not just Jewish issues. I had non-Jews from all over the country call me, actually, or text me, reach out to me. Happy birthday to Israel. We love Israel just as much our Judeo-Christian values are at stake. We feel so comfortable going to Jerusalem, going to the churches, exploring our history. That is totally ignored in most of the media and in most of the discussions about the Israeli celebrations. And that is something that I think it's up to people like you and me to bring out. Just how many non-Jews celebrate it? Actually, um, I would say to my chagrin, the support for Israel in politics in the United States is waning when it comes from the Jewish community. That is, Jewish support for Israel is diminishing 
So in the future, the support for Israel is not going to come from within the mainstream Jewish community. It will come from mostly the Orthodox, some from the conservative and less from the reform and reconstructionists, and almost none from the non-affiliated. The more one affiliates with the Jewish community, the more one loves Israel. Unfortunately, that's going to be a given. And unfortunately, when that secret gets out of the bag, the power of the Jewish community politically is going to be diminished tremendously in terms of its input in decision-making. So the people who are going to carry the weight are the lovers of Israel. They call them lovers of Israel. And lovers of Israel are both Jewish and non-Jewish, but lovers of Israel are the people who are going to carry the weight politically. And in that way, I'm I'm proud to say that uh, I, too, reach a tremendous amount of people who are not uh, affiliated within the Jewish community at all. And of those, many are non-Jews. And I speak to that issue, whether it be on my TV show or when I write um, my weekly column, The Jerusalem Post, all of these kinds of things. The response from non-Jews is extremely positive. But again, I'm talking about ideas. I'm not a political hack. I don't believe in that. I believe in shedding light on essential issues that can help people solve bigger problems, big problems. And right or left, those problems have to be solved. So <clears throat> across, excuse my, my voice, across the political board, people pick my brain because it's a brain worth picking, but also because the, the solutions are not so simple. Then, and if it were simple, we would have solved them a long time ago. And I'm not just talking about Palestinian and Israeli conflicts. I'm talking about larger issues also within the Jewish community and within America in terms of what we're dealing with. So I'm going to go to an American headline that I've been asked a lot about that took place recently, and that is the uh, disgrace that a Jewish organization, the Museum of Jewish Heritage, banned Governor Ron DeSantis. And many of my listeners know in 2017, I was honored with Governor DeSantis, then Congressman Ron DeSantis, together at the National Council of Young Israel dinner. And uh, I was with him. He was one of the 10 elected officials that went as a VIP to the Jerusalem opening, had no problems going, standing up for Israel, standing up with Christian communities, uh, Zionists like Mike Evans and Kufi leaders. And of course, he has been honored by ZOA um, and many other Jewish organizations. And to have a Jewish organization that talks about tolerance and talks about uh, correcting the bias and prejudice and opinions of the Holocaust to somebody who's done so much work in his state to bring factual history to classrooms about the Holocaust is a total, total disgrace. Your yeah, thoughts? Impact, um, the impact of the decision, it was their response was very weak uh, when they suggested that they don't invite any political leaders. And indeed, they invited um, uh, Ocasio-Cortez, let's say, for instance. And they, uh, so the Museum of Heritage, which is located literally in, uh, in downtown New York, literally at the, at the very tip, right across from the World Trade Centers uh, um, where they used to be and where the new uh, memorial is and where the new building is. It's uh, literally 100 yards from there, 200 yards from there. It's a mistake on their part, but they're going to feel it uh, from the point of view of, um, of fundraising. A lot of their money comes from the federal government, uh, and that's not going to be affected so much, but a lot of their money comes from private donations. 
and both survivors and survivors' families are going to be very upset, not just because they're supporting of DeSantis, but, but because they see the, the contradiction, um, the hypocrisy, the unjustness of the decision. Now, the reality is that all the uh, all that was going on actually was sort of interesting. The organization that was going to be there, which was a um, uh, a Jewish leadership uh, movement, actually sponsored. Also, I'm not going to get into details on that. We're just renting the space. It wasn't being sponsored by the Heritage Museum. Uh, it was they were just renting the space. They were applying their 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 political ideology to renters, uh, which gets into another situation as to whether or not that is even legal, which is a whole other uh, question, which has been in the courts and will continue to be in the courts. Can you apply your political ideology to people who are coming into your space? Uh, and so, but they're going to be hurt in the end because uh, fair-minded people don't like it when you're unfair. Right. And I think it's about Americans in general. Americans are are truly fair-minded. No, I'm not speaking of the Jewish community. Americans are fair-minded. And that doesn't mean a boycott. It means I have money to contribute to Jewish museums. Jewish museums are the Holocaust and of immigration. It also deals with immigration. But I'm not going to give it there. I'm going to give it somewhere else. Because um, there that that decision was insulting. And the, ins- the insult carries on. And people, by the way, you should know, <clears throat> people remember insults. It's not saying they bear a grudge. Bearing a grudge is against the Torah, basic Torah principle, a biblical principle. We don't bear a grudge. Bearing a grudge is wrong. But people do remember. And that's Absolutely. different. The big difference between bearing a grudge and remembering. And this was unjust, wrong, inappropriate, short-sighted. And by the, by the way, it was also a business decision which was wrong. The leadership of the museum should be ousted for that reason alone. And you should note that the leadership is only two or three years old. Anyhow, uh, they're having difficulty holding on to directors. Well, I, we didn't even touch half the questions that I had for you. You are going to have to come back. We're running out of time. Before we leave, please share with our listeners where they can reach out to you. And again, you're on JBS, Thinking Out Loud. You have a best-selling book, Thugs, available on Amazon. And of course, you have the MICA report. Tell us where they can reach out to you. You can always reach me at my name, M-I-C-A-H-H-A-L-P-E-R-N at Gmail. That's the best uh, uh, address you can get to me at, and I'll gladly answer your questions and and, uh, help anyone that needs assistance in terms of uh, understanding the world in which we live. Thank you so much for joining the Cindy Gross Show. I look forward to having you back. The pleasure. Kosher CBD is a kosher certified CBD company with something for everyone. We have Star K and CRC of Williamsburg certified on all of our products. CBD is derived from the hemp plant. However, there are no psychoactive effects. Why use kosher CBD products over any other brands? Quality is key. We work with a factory that has a patented formula that creates the best gum that's most enjoyable to chew. Our CBD products are all made using U.S. grown organic pure hemp. It is purely and properly extracted and lab tested to ensure 
ensure we are offering the best quality. We are proud of the research we put into sourcing the highest quality products. We have four product lines. CBD line with both gums and mints. Immunity pack, gums and chewable tablets. Focus, an incredible product that combines CBD, caffeine, and theanine in the trifecta effect of focus. And pure full-spectrum CBD oils. We have four strengths so everyone can reap the benefits of CBD. Visit our website at koshercbd.com and our Instagram handle, kosherCBDofficial. Use code CINDY10 to receive 10% off of your entire order. Prairie Street Prime is revolutionizing the luxury kosher experience by delivering Star Case certified, USDA Prime, high choice, and dry-aged kosher beef, veal, and lamb right to your door. With culinary excellence, education, and community at the heart of our mission, we're demystifying kosher cuisine and empowering our community with innovative recipes and chef-led tutorials that build confidence and foster fun in the kitchen. Our latest offering, dry-aged beef, takes luxury kosher cuisine to a whole new level. You can currently get all of our rib-based beef and briskets dry-aged, with additional products coming just in time for Passover. Each step in our process is thoughtfully curated and Star K approved to ensure your meat strictly adheres to kosher protocols. Order now at prairiestreetprime.com for delivery anywhere in the U.S. Find us on Instagram and enter our dry age sweepstakes before Monday, April 4th, 2022 for a chance to win our four bone USDA Prime 28 day dry age prime rib or our USDA Prime 28 day dry age tomahawk. Prairie Street Prime is your luxury kosher experience. You're listening to America's premier Jewish woman activist, Cindy Gross. Welcome back and get ready for more of Cindy's exclusive insights and analysis right here on The Cindy Gross Show. In this segment of You Don't Have to Be Jewish with Cindy, I want to talk to you about something that I am proud of as a Jewish Zionist. New York is going to be having this weekend the return of the Salute to Israel Day Parade. And Jews and non-Jews from around the world will be celebrating the land of Israel. Why is it so important to celebrate Israel at this time? Because it is the only democracy in the Middle East that we can rely upon for Judeo-Christian values to survive, In Israel, women are treated with respect and with the advances. They can actually educate themselves. They can uh, study medicine. They can be a part of a society in a way they can't in many of the other Arab countries in the Middle East. And we can celebrate the fact that so many of today's advances in medicine in electronics and technology, agriculture, irrigation, fashion, food, you name it, it's in Israel. In fact, people look to Tel Aviv as a center of the future of the world cultures because Tel Aviv allows tolerance more than most other places in the world, even places you would think people accept tolerance. So I am proud 
as a Jew and as a Zionist to be able to say I am participating in the Israeli Day Parade. And you don't have to be Jewish to join me. Kosher CBD is a kosher certified CBD company with something for everyone. We have Star K and CRC of Williamsburg certified on all of our products. CBD is derived from the hemp plant. However, there are no psychoactive effects. Why use kosher CBD products over any other brands? Quality is key. We work with a factory that has a patented formula that creates the best gum that's most enjoyable to chew. Our CBD products are all made using U.S. grown organic pure hemp. It is purely and properly extracted and lab tested to ensure sure we are offering the best quality. We are proud of the research we put into sourcing the highest quality products. We have four product lines. CBD line with both gums and mints. Immunity pack, gums and chewable tablets. Focus, an incredible product that combines CBD, caffeine, and theanine in the trifecta effect of focus. And pure full spectrum CBD oils. We have four strengths so everyone can reap the benefits of CBD. Visit our website at koshercbd.com and our Instagram handle, CBD official. Use code CINDY10 to receive 10% off of your entire order. Street Prime is revolutionizing the luxury kosher experience by delivering Star Case certified, USDA Prime, high choice, and dry aged kosher beef, veal, and lamb right to your door. With culinary excellence, education, and community at the heart of our mission, we're demystifying kosher cuisine and empowering our community with innovative recipes and chef led tutorials that build confidence and foster fun in the kitchen. Our latest offering, dry aged beef, takes luxury kosher cuisine to a whole new level. You can currently get all of our rib-based beef and briskets dry-aged with additional products coming just in time for Passover. Each step in our process is thoughtfully curated and Star K approved to ensure your meat strictly adheres to kosher protocols. Order now at prairiestreetprime.com for delivery anywhere in the U.S. Find us on Instagram and enter our dry-aged sweepstakes before Monday, April 4th, 2022 for a chance to win our four-bone USDA Prime 28-day dry-aged prime rib or our USDA Prime 28-day dry-aged tomahawk. Prairie Street Prime is your luxury kosher experience. You're listening to America's premier Jewish woman activist, Cindy Gross. Welcome back and get ready for more of Cindy's exclusive insights and analysis right here on The Cindy Gross Show. Did you think after COVID you were going to make more money and change the world and live the life you deserve? Well, most of us did because we were happy to be alive and we learned to adjust our lives to a new way of working and appreciating the finer things around us, the simple things. Well, a new book by our next guest talks about how you can do it. And I don't care what anybody says, money and finances and bank accounts are going to be the biggest issue in local, state, and national campaigns in primaries and in November elections. So Derek Kinney, thank you so much for joining the Cindy Gross Show. Cindy, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Well, good money revolution. Every day we wake up and the financial uh, system seems to be all over the place. Whether or not you're talking cryptocurrency, whether or not you're talking the stock exchange, interest rates, baby food. 
I just saw something about a shortage of potato chips because potatoes in Idaho with fertilizer are going to be a big issue. So tell us what made you decide to write Good Money Revolution? Well, here's what caused me to write it. I had built a successful financial planning practice for about 25 years. But one of the things that I began to hear more and more in culture, Cindy, and I think you'll appreciate this, was money is bad. And I said, what did you say? And they said, well, people with a lot of money probably got it by doing things the wrong way and cheating other people. And therefore, the average American can't have access to what the wealthy people have. And as I began to hear that, I began to question, do people really believe this? Because if they do, that's a big problem. That could cause a hardworking person with big dreams and big goals and big visions not to want to pursue those because people would call them bad and probably they received their money by questionable means. And so I wrote the book really attacking that premise, first of all. So I can't, what you're saying touches home to me because I'm a former educator and a whistleblower. And I watch Randy Weingarten and her million dollar homes travel all over the world while her teachers union members are watching their 401s fall apart in a declining economy and the te- she doesn't have to worry she will have if she needed baby formula or if she wanted wheat products or meats but the average teacher who's making five figures maybe six if they're tenured and there for a long time and of course the parents and teachers don't have that luxury that she has. And it's the same thing from the White House on down. Janet Yellen, who's deciding our money, is going to have her food, is going to have her tri- her gas. But a lot of us won't. Well, that's exactly right. And so what I was faced with, Cindy, was one. what's one thing just to sort of throw stones and say wealthy people are bad. If you own a company, you're bad. If you uh, employ a lot of people, you're really bad for whatever reason. But those are the people that take the risk, that have the courage, that have the boldness to wake up every morning and make something happen. So I said to myself, now, how can I use this and help American hardworking people? And that is to give them a plan for them to become wealthy too and actually feel good about it But here's the twist, not just to pad their bank account and make their 401ks with two commas in it, which is all good, but how could they use a positive lever of good with their money to impact the causes they care deeply about? Because it's one thing to say, okay, the wealthy are bad. I'm going to get wealthy so I can be like them. That motivation only takes you so far. But if there's a cause, if it's homelessness or hunger or clean drinking water or making the environment better, whatever that is for you. And you can say, I want to make my community better. And that's going to motivate me to go make more money. Now you're wealthy just because of your mindset change. And when your head hits the pillow at night, you've lived a day of meaning and not waited to the end of your life to reconstruct how powerful money can be in your life and why you should make more of it. So I love how you like call this in the book, the generosity purpose, giving as well as making money. Uh, unfortunately, we live in a society that we're not seeing generosity. We're seeing crime, the exact opposite. Yeah. How do you address that when you're talking about a good money revolution? 
Well, I want to be a voice of reason right now and say, look, many people right now are struggling financially. There's a lack of leadership at the top. That trickles all the way down. We see people worried about rising inflation, stock market plummeting. The values of their retirement accounts are going nowhere. And so to come to people and say, look, you need to give a lot of money, that doesn't resonate very well right now. Let's just be candid with each other. And so what I would say to people is this. You've got to then look at where do you stand right now? Take a financial x-ray and say, here's my current financial situation. And if, and I say a big if, because it's going to be a personal decision. If you want to change, as I like to say, until the pain is great, the change will not occur. And you say, look, I want to get through this. Because one thing we know, Cindy, is money doesn't just disappear. Money is still there, but a lot of people get this impression that there is this pond of money that the wealthy people have, and until they release it, we can't get any more of it. And that is flat, dead, wrong. When you add value, as I like to say, where value flows, that's where money goes. If you have an idea, if you have a way to add value to people's lives, that money can flow to you as well. So one principle I would share with people is whatever job you have right now, whether you're the secretary, you're the administrative assistant, whatever job it is, ask yourself three questions. In my current job, how can I help increase sales? How can I help reduce expenses? How can I help grow the business? And if you can present an idea you have in each of those areas to your boss, they're likely going to pay you more money because you're helping them make more money. Because listen, it's cheaper to pay you more money to help them make more money than hire someone, train someone, and have your knowledge base simply walk out the door to a higher paying job. I love how you have a secret in the book. Lots of money won't make you happy until you add meaning to your money. When you connect your cash to a cause, your money to a movement, your profits to a purpose you love, and you will make more money and create a life full of meaning and purpose. I can understand the, for lack of a better word, the kumbaya feeling of that, but I'm also realistic in that some of the causes, and I'm thinking of Black Lives Matter, is somebody, you know, a lot of people donated and risked a lot to become very upfront and public about it, only to find scams in this movement. And it's not the only movement. I gave the example of the teachers union, where there's a lot going on. A lot of political campaigns, you know, candidates, you know, elected officials in Washington are privy to things on Wall Street that the average person isn't. So when you say to the good cause, you've got to like explain that a little bit more because there are so many people that think they're giving a good causes and find out they're not. Yeah. And the worst thing is you think about somebody who works so hard for their money, they give it to an organization and they realize I just got scammed. I mean, that just gives the entire giving process a black eye. Let me tell you a quick story. A gentleman named Dave came into my office a couple of years back and I could tell by his body language, something was wrong. We had some small talk and I said, Dave, tell me what's happening. He said, Derek, I'm no longer motivated to go into my job anymore. He owned a small business locally here in town. He just wasn't all in as he woke up every day to get to work. And I asked him the question, is there a cause that you care deeply about? And I could tell the question caught him by surprise. And he related a story to me that he and his family had gone on a trip overseas a few years earlier. And on a, a trip they were on, a little tour, the guide mentioned that in this particular village, 
the lack of a school building was holding back not just the kids, but the entire community. And if they had a school, they could really uh, bring out the best in that community. And he exchanged a glance with his wife, he recalled, of wouldn't it be cool to fund that school? Well, they get back, life gets busy. But my question brought that all back. And I said, what if you did this? What if you set a goal over the next six months to increase your sales and you took half of that increase and funded that school? Well, we exchanged some ideas how that could work. He left the office. He comes back in, Cindy, three months later. He looks younger, reinvigorated. He's back in the game. I said, Dave, it's noticeable the difference what happened. He said, Derek, I was skeptical at first, but I had nothing to lose. He called each of his customers and said, look, over the next year, we're going to be taking a portion of our profits and funding this school. It's our generosity purpose. It helped grow his business, got him remotivated, but it helped his customers take what was a commoditized product they could buy from anybody and want to buy more from him because they were making the world better. And so what I would say is for a business owner listening, for anybody listening right now, that can be a motivator to say, I'm going to tie my business. I'm going to connect my cause to a cash, my purpose to profits. But the key is when I think what you're driving at here, Cindy, is to know what you're giving to. It doesn't have to be all around the world. It could be a homeless organization in your local area. It could be uh, the neighbor that you ask your kids or grandkids and they say, hey, their parents lost their job. Can we provide some financial assistance? That's what we're talking about. One of my good friends said, Derek, if you want to start changing the world, start by walking across the street. Don't think it has to be all the way around the world. But the, the good thing about this is, is I like money and I believe that money, Cindy, could be perhaps the most powerful lever of positive change people have if they realize, A, it's not bad, money is good and can be used for great causes and can literally change the trajectory of your family's life for generations to come. As we close, I want to remind everybody it's Good Money Revolution from Skyhorse Publishing, available in Amazon and in bookstores everywhere. Derek, where can our listeners reach out to you? Yeah, two places. Instagram is a great place at Derek T. Kinney. Also, we want to get this message and this book into as many people's hands as possible. I'm giving away the first five chapters for free. Go to goodmoneychapters.com, goodmoneychapters.com and download it. Would love to have you read that. Well, thank you so much for joining us, uh, explaining a positive approach to money while all of us are so concerned about our paychecks our cash flows and our supplies basically that we need for everyday living. Thank you for joining the Cindy Gross Show. My pleasure. Thank you, Cindy. Kosher CBD is a kosher certified CBD company with something for everyone. We have Star K and CRC of Williamsburg certified on all of our products. CBD is derived from the hemp plant. However, there are no psychoactive effects. Why use kosher CBD products over any other brands? Quality is key. We work with a factory that has a patented formula that creates the best gum that's most enjoyable to chew. Our CBD products are all made using U.S. grown organic pure hemp. It is purely and properly extracted and lab tested to ensure 
ensure we are offering the best quality. We are proud of the research we put into sourcing the highest quality products. We have four product lines. CBD line with both gums and mints. Immunity pack, gums and chewable tablets. Focus, an incredible product that combines CBD, caffeine, and theanine in the trifecta effect of focus. And pure full spectrum CBD oils. We have four strengths so everyone can reap the benefits of CBD. Visit our website at koshercbd.com and our Instagram handle, koshercbdofficial. Use code CINDY10 to receive 10% Prime is revolutionizing the luxury kosher experience by delivering Star K certified, USDA Prime, high choice, and dry aged kosher beef, veal, and lamb right to your door. With culinary excellence, education, and community at the heart of our mission, we're demystifying kosher cuisine and empowering our community with innovative recipes and chef-led tutorials that build confidence and foster fun in the kitchen. Our latest offering, dry-aged beef, takes luxury kosher cuisine to a whole new level. You can currently get all of our rib-based beef and briskets dry-aged, with additional products coming just in time for Passover. Each step in our process is thoughtfully curated and Star K approved to ensure your meat strictly adheres to kosher protocols. Order now at prairiestreetprime.com for delivery anywhere in the U.S. Find us on Instagram and enter our dry aged sweepstakes before Monday, April 4th, 2022 for a chance to win our four bone USDA Prime 28 day dry aged prime rib or our USDA Prime 28 day dry aged tomahawk. Prairie Street Prime is your luxury kosher experience. You're listening to America's premier Jewish woman activist, Cindy Gross. Welcome back and get ready for more of Cindy's exclusive insights and analysis right here on the Cindy Gross Show. And just like that, the hour flew by. Before we close, I want to leave us with some closing pearls of wisdom. And that is that as we see all this hate, As we see all this violence, as we go to supermarkets, drugstores, clothing department stores, the gas station, and we see our wallets empty, take this time to look around. Look how lucky you are. You have your family, you have your friends, you have your pets. You have your neighbors, you have your churches, synagogues, and mosques. You have gardens and water around you. We are the luckiest people in the world. Just take a look what's going on in Ukraine. We are watching David versus Goliath. And I do believe God is sending us a message. We should all rethink what is important and how we treat each other. I'll see you next week. Thanks for joining today's Cindy Gross Show, America's premier Jewish woman activist. Be sure to download Cindy's next show, as well as previous ones, available internationally on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and in Israel on Jewish podcasts. See you next time on the Cindy Gross Show.